everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Wakey Wakey Megs and Bakey. I'm your host, Megs. Do you know what today is? It is 11-11, and that is exactly why I am posting on a Friday today, because I don't know if you guys remember or not, but it was exactly a year ago today that this show started. So that means that Wakey Wakey Megs and Bakey is now one year old. Holy shit, I can't believe a whole year has gone by already. It's insane. But here we are, and I think this is episode number 39 or 40. We're getting pretty pretty up there. But it's really exciting, and I'm just happy to see that I'm still going at it, still going strong. Not always consistent, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, Maybe if this is what I did for a living, I would be more consistent, but it's a hobby at this point, so that's probably just going to happen sometimes. But um, a little tiny update, I don't really want to waste a whole episode talking about this, but um, so my back problems were kind of the reason why I didn't record for the last few weeks because I honestly just didn't feel like doing anything. I was in a lot of pain and I was getting to the point where I was just kind of pissy about it (laughs) as much as I hate to admit that. I was still staying positive, but like I just had little moments of, ugh, I don't want to do anything. So that kind of is to blame for why I haven't been here for the last three weeks or so. But I did end up going back to the doctor. They found a couple of other minor things that were going on simultaneously that might have been the actual cause of the back pain. Still a little unclear on it at this time, but who really cares? Because at this point, I'm feeling better. I'm back in the gym, and I'm competing in my lifting comp on Saturday. Um, It's Thursday at the time of this recording. So I'm back in action, and I'm excited, guys. So today, being that it has been one year since I started this whole journey with the podcast, and one year since I have started my journey with the fitness regimen and all of that, I want to talk about some of the things that I've learned in the last year. I want to talk about some of the major things that have occurred to me over this whole process and just ways that I've grown. I know in the last episode I talked about how I know I've changed, but but today I also want to talk about some of the things that I learned that I did not know prior to this past year. Um, in the gym and doing this podcast and in my job because you have to remember the job kind of came around the same time as everything else. Um, I had only been in my position for maybe like six months or so at the time when I started this podcast. So there was a lot of things I still had to learn at that time and just having all these new and different surroundings and circumstances and just ways of living my my day-to-day life. I've learned a lot of stuff. But first, I want to talk about why I chose 11-11 as the first date for the show. Um, For a lot of you, you probably already know, but the numbers 11-11 put together, um, when you see them, it's supposed to be um, kind of a, a good sign of new beginnings or that you are on the right path. Um, oftentimes, you'll see... 11-11 when you just so happen to look up at the clock during the day or maybe you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you'll look at your alarm clock and see 11-11 or you know driving down and over like driving down the highway maybe you'll see it on a sign whatever but those numbers 11-11 usually are a good sign from your spirit guides that you are on the right track and 
that you need to just keep doing what you're doing. Um, and I have been seeing a lot of that lately. I know I was seeing it for a long time and then it kind of stopped for a bit and then I've been seeing it again recently. So I don't know. It's just something about that I take great comfort in just knowing that I'm doing the right things and that I'm, you know, I'm not straying too far from the path because, you know, there's some work that needs to happen for me to really, really, truly grow in the way that I want to. But I know that that's something that I'm going to work on over the next year. Um, at least that's my goal for the next year. And, and you know, beyond a year too, if that's what it takes. But um, it's just good to know that for what I am doing and what I am working on, that I am making a difference in my life. But so the first thing I really want to talk about um, that I have learned throughout this whole thing is, you know, I thought I had a really, really thick skin all these years. I thought, oh, I've got a thick skin. I've got a thick skin. I'm really tough. And, you know, maybe I was in most situations, but the fact is I was still letting stupid, piddly, trivial things get to me that really should not bear any kind of weight on how I feel in my day-to-day life. And what I'm referring to is people and their comments or You know, a really good example is just somebody that has a really snarky tone of voice or somebody that likes to mansplain, somebody that's just not pleasant to deal with. They're just generally never pleasant to deal with. And, you know, there would be a lot of times where I would walk away from those kind of conversations or those situations and I'd be mad and I would just sit there and be fuming the rest of the day. And um, sometimes it would linger anytime somebody would bring that person up it would trigger it all over again. And I just find myself getting pissed all over again. And, you know, I'm a really observant person. I pick up on body language. I pick up on tone of voice. I pick up on, you know, people's little spin on words, all of that stuff. But nowadays I find that I pick up on those things, but I'm not actually like taking them personally. I pick up on them because they're social cues and it's telling me a lot about how they feel. But that should never, ever tell me how I should feel. And that's what I was allowing it to do. If somebody was talking down to me or, you know, trying to make me feel stupid, well, that's my perception. Just because they're talking that way doesn't mean they're trying to make me feel stupid. Maybe they're the ones that feel stupid. And that's why they feel they got to explain what they're explaining the way that they're explaining it. So really, I need to look at that and be like, well, that says more about them than it says about me and not take it personally. And, you know, that was something that I still, I still occasionally struggle with it in terms of I'll be frustrated by it as it's occurring, but it's not something that I take home with me anymore. It's not something that I stew over for days at a time. It's something that now for a brief moment, I can acknowledge it's happening, but it doesn't have any kind of effect on me. And when I say that, I mean, I'm observing it subconsciously, but, you know, for example, you know, maybe there's three other people standing there with me when somebody's talking and we'll walk away and they'll be like, wow, they seemed pissed. And I'll be like, yeah, I guess they did. You know, but it's not the first thought that occurs to me because I just kind of let it go. And, you know, I'm not saying it's every single time. There's still some times where somebody just straight up comes in with this freaking strong negative energy and it really gets to me. But most of the time I find that I'm able to keep my cool in those situations and I just kind of go with the flow. 
I know that there's going to be some situations where I do need to set some boundaries because it might get to a point where with certain people where you kind of have to set boundaries. You have to let them know that you will not tolerate being disrespected. You won't tolerate, you know, their lack of respect, whatever. But oftentimes people don't even realize they're doing it. We take it personally like it's something wrong with us, but really it's something that they probably do to everybody. So I've acknowledged that, but I've also just kind of come to the agreement with myself that for one, um, is this person important enough to me in my life that I should address this problem with them one-on-one and talk it through? If my answer is no, then they're not important enough for me to be getting upset about it in the first place. Um, and that's something that I really have had to drive home with myself. But it's like, okay, well, am I sitting here angry right now because something needs to be done? Or am I sitting here angry for the sake of sitting here feeling angry? Because I feel like a lot of us kind of enjoy that feeling of being mad for a second and, you know, trashing somebody else, you know, feeling superior to them. I can't believe they're like that, whatever. But really, if we have no plan at all to do something about it, then we shouldn't allow ourselves to be upset about it to begin with. Or at least not allow ourselves to hold on to it. Let that shit go. It's like I've said before, feel what you need to feel and then let that shit go because that's the best thing that you can do for yourself. The only person that anger is going to harm is you and that anger is because of somebody else so why give that person more power to harm you than what they should I mean the whole anger in the first place came from the fact that they had the audacity to try to do that to you right well you're just making them the winner because you're allowing it to happen by allowing yourself to be upset. You know, sticking up for yourself isn't always verbally telling somebody to get fucked. Sometimes it's deciding in your head that you don't give a fuck. Know what I mean? Does that that make sense? Does that resonate with you guys? But um, yeah, uh, something else that I've learned in the last year is that if you really want to try something, you should go for it. Um, If there's anything that You've thought to yourself, oh, that would be cool, or oh, I would like this. You know, just do it. Jump out there and do it. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. But it's definitely worth exploring. Other things that I have learned is that it is so much better and easier in life to have patience. You know, I didn't have patience for the longest time, and I would say my patience has actually gotten better over really like the last three years, but even just In the past year, I battled with patience issues um, quite a bit. It's like they kind of flared back up because I was in a situation that was um, kind of fucking with my energy. I was allowing it to fuck with my energy. I was allowing it to fuck with my peace, and I was becoming really impatient. But I did a lot of work on that, and I, a lot of it being along the lines of what I just talked to you guys about earlier with just letting things go and letting shit roll off your back. But I have actually been complimented on multiple different occasions over the past few months for having a lot of patience. That's something that I never thought anybody would ever congratulate me for. (laughs) 
Um, cause I always thought I was one of the most impatient people I had ever met. And now I have people telling me, thank you for being so patient. Like I have people tell me that all the time. You're so patient. You're so patient. I don't know how you're so patient. And I'm just like, I just am like, it's because things don't affect me that used to affect me. They don't bother me like they used to bother me. And even if I feel myself getting a little wound up, I just let that shit go. It's not worth holding on to. It's not worth being upset over. And that's not saying that I just, I'm this tough shell that has no emotions or feelings. I feel everything. I have emotions. I've just learned not to dwell on stuff because it's not healthy. And the more you dwell, the more you bring upon other bad emotions too that just don't serve you and your highest and greatest good. They don't make you feel good. You become your emotions and you kind of lose yourself in that. And I, that's not something that I want to have happen to me. And I want to stay above that. I want to stay happy. And being happy is a choice, is something that I learned too. It's like I told you guys, I could have been upset about all this stupid piddly shit that was going on last month with my back and my car and, you know, other stupid things. Being the only, like having my coworkers take off and me being the only person and There were so many dumb little things that I could have been like, oh my gosh, the whole world's falling apart. But I didn't. I just realized that it's just part of life and it could be worse. And I kept trucking along. And now, you know, things are getting, you know, things are back to normal. I don't want to say they're getting better because they were never bad. They're just back to normal. What normal is for me. My car is fixed. Um, They had to replace their transmission. Covered under warranty, I might add. So that's something to be grateful for. And a quick little story of how the law of attraction works in daily life with many, I like to call them many manifestations. Like, you know, your guardian angels kind of having your back, looking out for you, making sure things just fucking work out, right? Um, And by the way, when things work out, you should express a shit ton of gratitude for it. That's something else I've learned too, because the more I express my gratitude for that, the more I have those situations occur. You know, I I explained um, earlier this year about how my friend Bobby and I were um, on our way to Phoenix (laughs) also to get my car serviced that was having problems that day. And um, this really nice patron um, told us that there was a car wreck ahead of us and that we should turn around because we'd be stuck for hours. So like that, I remember telling you guys how I was grateful for that because we would have been stuck for like probably eight hours or so there and probably ran out of gas, all of that. Well, I had something similar to that happen when I went to drop my car off a couple of weeks ago to get all the issues fixed with it. Um, Keep in mind, the dealership was about an hour and a half away from where I live. And I didn't think I'd be dropping it off. I thought I would be there waiting with it and then driving it home that same night, but that was not the case. The problems were way worse than I thought they were going to be. Um, I thought maybe a sensor or something stupid like that. That's my other Hyundai always had sensor problems, whatever. No, they had to change the dual clutch, the transmission. Like it, It's like each day they're like, nope, that wasn't the problem. We got to fix this now. Nope, that wasn't the problem. We got to fix this now. But anyways, sorry to tread off topic, but the day of, um, they didn't know that I had come in from out of town and the lady at the front desk was like, hey, um, so I have kind of bad news, but good news. 
we have to replace the dual clutch on your car and we don't have the part in stock right now. They're going to have to do it over the weekend. And then the mechanic was like, no, it probably won't be till Monday. Um, and she said, are you okay with dropping it off here? And I was like, uh, well, I mean, I live an hour and a half away from here and I don't have a ride home. And, um, they didn't offer to give me a rental car or anything like that, which I thought was a little odd, but at the same time, whatever, who cares? So it just so happened that my best friend, Bobby was there also in the same city, um, she lives in the same small town as me. And she just so happened to also be where I was. And not only that, but she had been held up in traffic for an hour right near the exit where she had to turn to go to the dealership I was at. So literally, if it wasn't for the fact that the traffic was there and all of this stuff, I could have been stranded there without a ride and had to figure it out or really, really put somebody out and have to have them come all the way from where I live to come pick me up and bring me back. So it's like a three-hour trip literally just to pick me up and bring me back. But she just so happened to be right at the right place at the right time and I was able to get a ride home with them. If it wouldn't have been for that traffic, if it wouldn't have been for them calling me to let me know that my car was going to have to stay when they did, it, it was like a bunch of little events. And it made me realize, wow, somebody was looking out for me today because that worked out. And I have a lot of feelings where I'm like, wow, that worked out perfect. That worked out perfect. I have that happen so frequently and it's as each day passes, it works out better and better and better all the time. And I know that's the universe steering me in the right direction. And I know it's my positive mindset that is allowing for positive outcomes. Because had I been, I, I, I truly believe that had I been like, oh, fuck, my car has to stay in the dealership. Oh, I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm not going to have a car. I probably would have been stranded. I mean, it's just the way of the world. And I am even more of a firm believer today than I ever before that positive thoughts produce positive results. And from now on, you know, no matter how big or how small the problem seems, I'm always going to find something in that to stay positive about. Um, And I was doing this already, but I'm just, I just feel like there's more proof really truly backing it up for me now just with just how every little thing just comes together for things to work out and I know that a lot of you are out there probably like oh brother that's not really that big of a deal could be worse maybe you're not even thinking that maybe that's just me being paranoid that you're thinking that I don't fucking know all I know is that you will see little glimpses of positive outcomes all the time when you really focus on a positive mindset, it'll prove itself time and time again, which leads me into the last major point that I want to bring up that I've learned in the last year. Um, so I have learned that with consistency, you will always have results. Even just the smallest, you know, the smallest amount of effort but very consistent, you know, maybe you take one minute a day, every single day, and you do a push-up. And as you feel you're getting stronger, you add one more push-up to that. That might not seem like a lot, but it does add up, especially if you can barely do that first push-up the first day. Like, you'll notice quickly 
that that will change. But um, the results just might not always come to you in the form of what you were originally picturing. You know, for me with um, being in the gym all the time, I have always thought, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. And I was always so focused on the number on the scale. And so seeing that number go down really slowly and not as quickly as I would like to see it, there's times where I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting any results. But that's some bullshit because I know I'm getting results. I'm getting stronger. My body is changing. I feel healthier. I feel more fit. Just there's different ways that I know it's paying off. And we need to look for those ways in everything that we do, not just fitness, anything you can possibly think of in your life that you put even the most minimal of effort into consistently every single day will pay off at some point. You know, you might see little crumbs of the results that will ultimately lead to the cookie jar at the end of it. <laughs> it was kind of a weird analogy, but but you might see little hidden sprinkles in there of what's to come. And so um, we got to look for those, of course, because if you get too inside your head and you convince yourself that you're not seeing results, you're going to completely miss those little things that you see. You're going to completely miss it. You know, I could sit here and say, oh, I'm not seeing any results because the scale's not changing. Meanwhile, I'm in the gym like, putting up more weight than I was ever able to before. I could be completely missing out on that that fact right there alone. But I'm not because I'm aware that the results are going to come in different ways. Um, and I, I lied. I do have one more thing that I have learned that I really want to mention here too. And that is when I feel inspired, I need to take action. So that's actually a big reason why my um, episodes aren't published on a super consistent basis. A lot of it, and I know I've said this before, is because I sometimes just don't feel inspired and I just don't have anything that I want to talk about or nothing that really resonates with me. And I don't want to pump up a load, pump out a bunch of shitty episodes just for the sake of being consistent because I'm going to lose interest that way. And I'm aware that being inconsistent could lose people's interest as well, but I feel like the likelihood of losing interest over that is a lot less than losing interest because I'm putting out, I'm peddling out essentially a bunch of crap that I'm not totally resonating with at that time. And I feel like the tone of my voice, the way I talk, everything, you know, there's been a few episodes in the past that I kind of did that. I just wanted to pump out some material. So I talked about some random shit and I could tell in my voice and there's the way that the pod, like the episode flowed, that it wasn't my best work. And it's because I wasn't feeling inspired during those times. So yes, I'm being inconsistent with how often I publish, but when I do publish, it's better quality stuff in my opinion than if I was to just pull some idea out of my ass and record each week. So I, that's just something for me. And then there's been times where I felt inspired and I sat and I recorded four episodes ahead of time in one day. And so with anything you do in your life, if you feel inspired, you need to take action because that inspiration could leave you. And then you didn't get to see the full benefit out of it. Or maybe the idea that you had, it was really, really good at the time and you had a lot of passion behind it, but you waited too long to act on it. So now 
you're not going into it with as much passion as you originally had, and you're not going to yield as great of results as what you could have had you jumped on it when, I guess, basically, had you striked when the iron was hot. So that is what I have learned Um, over the next year. I have some things that I want to focus on and I will talk more about that in the next episode because I feel like that's a whole episode in itself too because we'll be talking about shadow work, which I don't believe I've really talked about that much in any of my episodes. Um, I started to write a blog about it. I don't think I finished it yet, but I have a lot of thoughts on that topic and I will be bringing them to you in the next episode. But I just want to say thank you guys so much for supporting me over this last year. And thank you so much for giving me a reason to continue to record in the first place. I always see my downloads going up all the time, even when I haven't published a new episode in a while. So I know somebody somewhere out there is spreading the word. Somebody is uh, starting from the beginning and listening all the way through. And I really appreciate that. It means the world to me that you would take the time out of your day to listen to me ramble about stuff. Just a reminder as we close out today's episode, if you ever want to get in contact with me about the show, ideas to be on it, whatever your little heart desires, you can always reach out to me at my website, wakeywakeymegs.com, or you can email me directly at wakeymegspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, guys. See ya. Mm-hmm.